Welcome back to another episode of the Three Things Podcast. Very excited for this week's guest, the one and only Tony G, who, if you don't know who Tony G is, then you clearly won. I don't even I don't even know where I'm going with that. But Tony Genelcore is this week's guest on the Three Things Podcast. He is up for round number two. I believe Tony Genelcore's first round may have invented the speed round, which is the degenerate thing that finishes the three things after each kind of interview portion of the podcast. Tony G and I talk everything from training perspective, um, how he works with his wife, who's a licensed psychotherapist. He talks a little bit about that um, goal setting. It's a very enlightening episode, complete with a full review of Star Wars, The Rise of Skywalker, because right before this podcast was recorded, I finished the Star Wars trilogy, and I didn't have very nice things to say. Tony kind of talks me off the ledge a little bit, but it's a good conversation through and through, whether it's the training or the speed round. I hope you guys enjoy, and on the other side of this music is the one and only Tony G. Tony Genelcore joining for round two of the Three Things Podcast. I know most people who listen to this hopefully have listened to your first episode. If they haven't, they should go back oh, wow. and, and listen to that out. after. They're missing out. Was, Apparently, they're missing out on an epic intro. So. You should just listen. Yeah, listen to the first three minutes and just be like, wow, okay, this is good. Now I'll go back and listen to, to the, the recent Tony Genelcore. Um, but just give us a little background, not like the full resume, just a little bit who you do, what, what, who you do, what you do, My where wife. you do it <laughs> <laughs> and, and just kind of like the, the, where you're at with it right now. All right. So I, I've been in the industry since 2002 as a personal trainer, strength coach. Um, I'm probably most well known for being one of the co-founders of Cressy Sports Performance back in 2007 with Eric and Pete, Eric Cressy, Pete Dupuy. And I was there as a, as, a, as a strength coach for eight years. I left in 2015. Although within that time, I was kind of building my own brand underneath the umbrella of Cressy Sports Performance. So, you know, I've done a fair bit of writing for reputable sites, T Nation, Bodybuilding.com, Men's Health, et cetera. Um, and built a little bit of a following on my own site with my own writing style, which I think is, is a pretty unique style of writing that not a lot of coaches in the industry do which is basically just saying I swear and put pop culture references into my articles on upward rotation. So heavy memes, (laughs) heavy meme references. That too. Oh yeah. Um, No, it's good. But I left in 2015 to uh, open up a small studio here in Brookline, which is part of Boston. It's, it's, it's Boston, but it's not. And um, you know, I've been doing that since 2015 where I, I, I've been, coaching regular people out of my out of my space and there are other coaches that sublease underneath who use the space when I'm not there and uh you know I get to travel the world and talk about fitness related stuff which is which is pretty cool obviously that's a pause on the moment but um uh, but yeah that's more or less my my I guess resume of the industry Nice. And actually, now you bring that up, you had a, an impromptu appearance. You weren't actually there for the appearance, but Lana Sova was a guest on this podcast. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. There was a, there was a Tony Genelcore reference. I'll help you look, go back and listen to that. It's something about you and your biceps. I'm not really sure. Um, oh, wow. I think I, I mean, probably I, asked her for your, her best Tony Genelcore story. And she like, she was just too nice of a person. She was like, no, I, <laughs> I, I have nothing other than techno and biceps. That's yeah. That, that's, that's pretty accurate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
So for those that are tuning in for the first time, uh, the three things podcast is based off the three questions that I'm going to ask Tony. Tony's a good sport. He has no idea what I'm about to ask him. Nope, um, so he signed up for just three, three somewhat intellectual candid questions. Um, and then afterwards, I'll let you know when this is going to start. It's the speed round. Um, that's seven questions of pure degenerate fun and uh, has nothing to do with fitness because at that point, like no one cares anymore. So it's yeah. just, it's just fun at that point. Um, Tony G, you ready for the first thing? Let's do it. Okay. So, um, I wanted to talk to you or get your opinion on, because this is something that I've always, it's always been a dream of mine to have my wife be my business partner. I would never tell her that. Um, <laughs> I don't know if she listens to this podcast, so I'll find out, but you, you teach and coach with your wife, Lisa. Um, can you talk a little bit about like, like the, the emergence of that, like the balance. And I don't know the best way to describe it, but basically like, you yeah, know from I would say, um, I wouldn't, it's, I would say you're, you're, you're 80% accurate on that, on that description. Um, you know, she, she's a psychologist, you know, and we started dating when I was, uh, the first year, year one of Cressy sports performance. And she was actually finishing her doctorate at, uh, Boston university, uh, as sports psych in sports psychology. Uh, and I remember early on in our, in our, the years we were dating and as we got more serious and we moved in together and then things with Cressy sports performance took off. I, I confided in her quite a bit with, uh, um, clients, uh, their lack of motivation or their ability to stick with a program or whatever. And, um, it was nice to have a, psychologist in my corner. Yeah, literally. <laughs> uh because a lot of what we do in this industry is psychology as coaches. Whether you like to think of it that way or not, you absolutely are doing psychology as a coach, as a personal trainer, as a physical therapist, whatever. Um and there, there was and eventually I started needling her and saying, you know, the industry needs more of you. Uh she's some, she is a meathead. Uh, she's been, she, long before she met me, she, she's been an athlete. She's actually in her collegiate uh, athletic hall of fame as a volleyball player, which Big is flex. pretty badass. Huge flex. Um, and her dad, uh, introduced her to strength training at a pretty young age. So she'd been around iron her entire life, um, and had been training well before meeting me. Um, but, uh, I kept telling her like the industry needs more of you because you are, a doctor and in, in psych of psychology and you're not just some Instagram mindset coach who read a book once saying you're a mindset coach, which that's, that's not necessarily trolling, but it kind of is like, I mean, there, there, there are many individuals on Instagram and social media who are very br bright minds with mindset and psychology that I respect and know, but then we all know that those are few and far between. Mm -hmm. uh, and there are many on there extolling their, 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 uh, their education and, and because they read a book or because they just label themselves a mindset coach when it's like, no, you don't really have any education in this necessarily. But um, so that, that eventually just led to her and I um, doing a few workshops together called strong body, strong mind. Where Great she, workshop. She took, yes, thank you. I know you attended one. Um, she takes the morning hours and basically talks about motivation. Uh, how do we, pursue it, develop it, enhance it, make it more of a thing with our clients. Um, extrinsic versus intrinsic motivation. And we start talking about autonomy and competency and relatedness and just how, how we can kind of um, manufacture that with, with our clients and just enhance it. And then I basically just take the afternoon and 
talk about upper upper and lower extremity assessment and you know how do we how do we take what Lisa talked about in the morning um, and better set our clients up for basically matching their ability level to what we do with them as a coach. Um, a good example would be like, I can't think of the last time on day one that I had a new client walk in and I had them do a max effort back, a back squat or just a, a barbell back squat in general. Uh, most people aren't ready for that. And if, and if I were that coach is just like kind of threw that down their throat on day one, the likelihood of them coming back on, on day two is pretty minimal. Um, so, you know, you know, I, what I've learned a lot from her is how to better match my coaching uh, approach uh, to that of the individual who is standing in front of me. Um, and that's led to us, you know, doing numerous workshops together here in the States and uh, over in Europe. Um, and then, um, you know, the idea was for us to expand core to a larger location. And then she was going to be doing uh, consulting out of there, which has been put on pause for obvious reasons, um, you know, for, for, for a few months at least. But um, so yeah, we work, we, we do quote unquote work together, but not, not, uh, not on like a day-to-day -day basis. Cause she has, gotcha. she's, she's teaching at Northeastern university has her private practice, but you know, there, but yes, in terms of us working together, we do workshops together. And certainly I, I uh, ask for her expertise when it comes to clients and athletes of mine. Do you ever, are you going to put on your business card, Dr. Tony Genocore? I should, Mr. Yeah. Mr. Doctor, Mr. <laughs> Dr. Genocore? Yeah. Mr. Dr. Lisa, Lisa Lewis. Yeah, yeah I yeah. don't know. That's, <laughs> yeah. if, I, if I could swing that, if, if Jen does listen to this podcast, if she ever gets her PhD in, in whatever she wants to get yeah. in, I would totally go by that. I, 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 wear, I wear it proudly. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> um, so, and maybe this is a, a decent segue. There's some relatedness to this, but the second thing I wanted to ask you about and, and I think this is just something that's been on my mind with a lot of downtime to really think is priorities and priorities shift as careers evolve, life goes on, things come in and out of your life. You know, obviously like depending on like, if you're 21, you just graduate, your priorities are going to be different than when you're 30, when you're 40, when you're 50, as just time progresses. What are some things that you've do, done or, or do to help you navigate an ever changing list of priorities like obviously you and I both have kids like that's for me been like a big piece over the last year and a half of like how do I adjust what is a new priority to me versus what I never even thought could have been a priority in the past and just that makes sense I don't know if that makes yeah, sense it does. um I mean certainly I, I do think when you when you when you throw having a kid into any situation <laughs> your priorities absolutely shift uh in the sense of like you know their health and well-being uh, your ability to provide for him or her is it definitely takes precedence, of course. Um, you know, and then, I, you know, from a career standpoint with me, uh, I'm kind of, I, I remember numerous times, even when I was at Crusty Sports Performance, I wrote about and talked about openly how I never wanted to be a gym owner. <laughs> uh, my priority was just, I want to be a coach. I just want to show up, do my thing and leave. I don't, I have no, I have no interest in doing any, uh, uh, managing of client or managing of employees and doing any administrative anything. Uh, and then certainly my priorities changed once my career kind of took off uh, where, you know, my earning potential as, as just being coached would hit, hit its threshold. And I saw an opportunity where I was like, well, if I kind of went and did my own little small studio and not, and not be a jerk and think I'm just going to open up this 5,000 square foot facility out of the gate and think that just people are going to show up, start small and then work my way up. Um, let's see what happens. 
and uh, and it worked out well. And I, I love uh, the model that I kind of adopted. I'm certainly not the first to use it, um, but where I have other competent coaches come in and 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 sublease the space under me, and it, it just allowed me to kind of like do my thing still. Uh, I mean, I'm a gym owner, but I'm kind of not. And so if that makes at all any sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Uh, then, cause them coming in, I mean, it just helps me with my overhead and um, I don't have to stress about, okay, oh my God, I got rent coming up. And it's like, they're helping me do that, but I'm also helping them. Uh, cause they're, I mean, they can kind of sort of use the Tony Gemacore brand to entice clients to come over and, and people come over, but I'm, but I'm providing the equipment and the space for them to grow their businesses. Um, and we do kind of view it as kind of a, a consortium of um, um, uh, sharing of uh, new techniques and way of doing things. And, um, and it's, it's kind of a 50, it's a 50, 50 shot of male, female, which I love. Um, and the idea was obviously to take the, that to the, the larger space and make it more of a thing. So um, I think I might've answered the question in that rambling, but yeah, I've got um, one follow up though, just sure, like on sure, a specific, please. like maybe it's more tactical answer. Like how often do you go through periods of reflection? If I'm honest, if you, if never. you do, yeah, if, I was gonna say, I almost honest, never do. My, it's funny that you brought this up because uh, literally this morning, uh, during our morning walk with our toddler, scooter ride for him, but walk for us. <laughs> um, we, you know, I was kind of talking because later on, I'm, I'm getting on a, a, a Zoom call with Kevin Larrabee and Michael Keeler of Mark Fisher Fitness and a few other small gym owners. Don't want up the Three Things podcast. Don't, don't, no, 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 I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> but, no but, but I was just saying, I, I was kind of saying, like, you know, like, I'm, I, I, I've had several colleagues reach out to me uh, who are gym owners wondering, okay, hey, what are you doing? Like, how are you preparing now? And what, what, what are you doing for like, when this all ends? Like, how do you feel things are going to, what's going to happen? What are you, and I'm just like, I kind of feel like, like, I'm not, I'm not somebody who plans two, three, four months ahead, let alone two, three, four, five years ahead. And she made a point. She's like, you just kind of go you kind of go with what is in front of you today and you figure things out and you go with the flow and you don't stress about it. I mean, not to say I don't get stressed, but um, I really can't say that I reflect. <laughs> yeah. um, I know many coaches that do uh, and they very good at it and it helps them. But to me, that's just not my, my, it's not in my DNA to, you know, put aside time to sit back and reflect on, okay, what did I do? What would I do differently? How can I make, how can I improve it? How can I make, I mean, of course I do that to some degree. I'm not saying like I'm completely shut off on that, but I can't say that I, I'm a reflector. Um, uh, just not how I, I do, I do approach things in a way like how can I best serve my clients and how can I best be there for them during this time? And you know, how can I best serve my family stuff like that? But um, I'm certainly not thinking like, months and years ahead or you know looking back like okay what mistakes did i make five years ago that i would change that that would make it because honestly that's a question that i absolutely hate is when people say you know can you think of three mistakes that you made five years ago that you would change Only and i'm three. like well, I, well <laughs> it's like to me i'm everything like everything was but to me i'm also the the flip side of that it's like well I mean, nothing because I mean, I've learned, I learned from my mistakes, but then it, it got me to where I am today. Um, I mean, yes, there are certainly there are mistakes I've made. I'm not saying I'm, I'm perfect. Uh, and th- yes, there are things that I can probably, if I, if I thought about it hard, like, oh, that's something I was an idiot on and would change my mind on. And 
uh, change and, and do differently. But um, I, yeah, I'm not a reflector. <laughs> no, like, like you said, it's just in the moment, like, like if it's, if it's live time, everything is handled in live time. Like yeah, the, that's the period of like it. acknowledgement, any sort of like, maybe reflection is not the best word, but acknowledgement and like conceptual thinking is happening live time. And that's just directing your course moving forward. Rather I than think I'm very good at identifying. I'm, I'm good at identifying what needs to be done. Yeah. Uh, and then, and, and then putting up a plan for that. But I, I, I can't say that, you know, I know, I remember there've been times where I, I've spoken with Mark and Michael at Mark Fisher fitness. And they, I remember one time actually Pete Dupuis and I were in New York city cause we were presenting for a, a um, their motivation and movement lab that they put on down in, in New mm -hmm. York city. And we walked into a room where it was Mark and Michael and uh, um, uh, 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 Brian Patrick Murphy, one of the other co-owners at the time. And they were, they were literally doing a doomsday uh, snare. What, what would happen worst case scenario if this happened to Mark Fisher fitness and like whatever they were, they were like trying to figure out, okay, what would we do given this scenario? What would we do given this scenario? And I remember thinking to myself on my head, I was like, shit, like, I don't think that far ahead. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, uh, I mean, I mean, certainly we're, we're in it right now. Uh, of course. Yeah. It's um, probably as bad as it could. I mean, it could definitely probably be worse, but it's, yeah. I mean, if there's like a, you know, nuclear attack yeah. or, or, or God forbid, like, I mean, yes, it's horrible. Like the virus itself is horrible, but it could be certainly a, a worse virus. I'm sure there's worse viruses out there that just like take people out in one day and, or even, or even more, uh, um, um, spread even easier, but, uh, um, I, it, it I don't know. I, I, I get, maybe you caught me off guard with like, I, I just don't reflect. Yeah. I just, no, I just that can be the answer day, day to day. That yeah. could be the answer. Cause I do this. Like, I don't like, it's almost, I'm almost like that with goal setting. Like I'm not like, I don't necessarily set nah, goals. I do like I don't, I don't do either. you know, I kind of have like a vision. Maybe it's, that's I think that's the type of goal, shit but... that sells books. Yeah. Um, that it's just it, to me most of the time it's just foo foo nonsense that sells books and like oh here's what you goal setting 101 and you know sit, like write everything down every day and then you know read it again the next day and yeah i don't know and check don't it out i'm like i'm like i don't have to honestly i don't have time for that like yeah. <laughs> like uh this is not to say that i don't identify problems and issues and stuff i can do more efficiently or whatever but yeah, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not setting goals. Like I don't, I don't set revenue goals. I don't yeah. set like year to year. Like even when my accountant's like, Hey, you know, I'm, I'm going to be handing in my taxes in a week or two. And he's going to be like, Tony, what do you foresee for 2020, 2021? And I'm, you know, I'm like, I don't know. Like <laughs> that, I'll, that I'll have a job. <laughs> yeah. Well, that, that, that will be number. Yes. That will be number one. But, uh, yeah, I, I don't, I don't, um, I mean, sometimes I feel like, am I doing something, am I being like, am I being like completely aloof on this? And, you know, am I really like stabbing myself on the back by not being a goal setter? And I feel like I've done pretty okay. Like, you know, I'm not, if anything, I don't, I just, I, I don't like to stress myself out and yeah. I like, I like sleeping at night. So, yeah. well, that's, it's funny you say that. It's like, I've, as I have like do the, the industry thing longer and longer. I just find myself getting more and more selfish and like making the industry or my job profession, whatever more for what I want it to be. Sure. And, and like goal setting doesn't really like 
it's just selfish goals. It's like, okay, I want like, and maybe that goes to like the priority piece too. It was like, okay, I want to be home at these, these times and these days. I yes, need to be home for this I many. Think I'm like, very adamant on, se- oh, on work life separation. I'm very mm-hmm. adamant on that. Like you got to be able to turn it off. And I, I, I feel like I do a pretty good job of doing that. You know, and if for goal setting, like at the end of the day, it's like, as long as I'm, as long as I'm being a, 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 a good coach for my clients and I show up on time, I have their programs written, I coach them up. Like, I mean, I'm doing, I'm doing, that's, that's the point. Me, that's why that's, you're doing it. That's why right? I'm doing it. Exactly. Yeah. So if I'm doing that and like, I feel like if I, if I'm treating my clients well, I'm giving them a good product and they're getting a lot out of it. Like they're going to renew, they're going to buy more packages and like, they're going to refer people. And it's just like this cascade effect. And honestly, if I take care of my, the coach that subleased under me, like, you know, for example, not to toot my horn. This is not that at all. Toot it. I, I told them like fucking toot it, Tony. I told them I don't I don't want rent for this past month. Mm-hmm. I use it to take care of yourselves, pay your bills. Like I don't want it. Um I just felt like that and I'm just doing it again this month. I just feel like it's the right thing to do. Um and I, I don't know. I just feel like if you like integrity matters and <laughs> it does. And I just think is if you if you if you if you're steadfast with your the things that you feel are, are, are integrative, if that's even a word, um, then you can make it up. Then, then good. That that's great. Like yeah. to me, that that's that that's priorities and goal setting right there. I mean, I don't need a I don't need to read a book necessarily to to, to help me do that. Help you be a good person. Yeah, <laughs> Which thanks, yeah. I'll tell you what we we talk about like people on Instagram, like in this industry. I think that is a lot of people probably could use a little help on, on how to just be a good person. It's like, I was talking to my therapist about this a few weeks ago and how like it is, I mean, it's hard to get sucked into the, the, the echo chamber of social media, Twitter, Instagram. And like, you got one side saying this thing and the other side saying, yeah, Oh, it's being overblown or it's not being overblown. And, and she's like, you got to remember like all that is coming from everyone's individual psyche on like their echo chambers. And like, you just got to like take your way, take yourself away from that. Um, and so lately what I've been doing, I know this is, we're getting off topic is just saying, uh, I limit myself to 20 minutes in the morning of news. Uh, and then at night, my wife and I watch, we watch PBS news hour for the first half hour or so. And then that's it. Like mm-hmm. I try to, certainly I'm getting on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook and checking in and, you know, and I'm trying to avoid as much as possible, but yeah, people are being dicks. Yeah, yeah you're right. It's, it's, uh, yeah, it's, it can be, I've, it's just when everyone has so much time, it's, uh, yeah. it makes it almost like the social I just feel at the end of the worse. day, at the end of the day, giving any scenario or problem or world issue or personal issue or whatever, the, the middle ground is where it needs to be. Like if you get too far to the, this side or that side, that's where we start getting mm-hmm. into the problems. There's always going to be a middle ground. Yeah. Um, always. Well, I think that was some, some good validation for people as far as like, just because I always like our interns and everything, like, you know, one of the, the school questions they always have to like have is like goals going into internship. I'm like, don't, you don't need, you don't need that. Like just fucking be here and be a person. Well, show up and actually yeah. want to be there and then yeah. you're, you're probably so good to go. Like- <laughs> people listen to this podcast. I hope that was just some, maybe, maybe not validation, but just like, if you're listening to this and you're like, yeah, I don't, I don't know really if I do that shit either. Like, it's okay. It's you'll be okay. Yeah. You'll be yeah. okay. Just I, focus on go, being a not, not being a goal setter is completely fine in my opinion. Nice. So- nice. <laughs> See, that was a good, that was a long second thing, but it was a good second thing. Um, third thing, and I, this has kind of been a question I, I've, I've been asking a lot of people the same question. So this is a repeat three things question, which all I'm right, kind of ashamed right. to say, but I find it fascinating because in a place like Boston, Boston area, 
like there's a lot, there's a lot of stuff going on. And, and obviously like you've stuck in this industry. What are some things in a big market? And I always equate it back to like being in like a giant health club where I am. Like, how do you, like, how do you stand out in a big market? At different, maybe, maybe you have to like, kind of like turn back the hands of times, like young Tony. Well, Jennifer. I think, uh, I think the fact, I mean, I'm an, I'm a little bit of a different scenario uh, because I've been, I've been in the industry. Yeah. For a while, Tony right so now is not, I'm not trying to ask for Tony right I now. Have, I want the hindsight answer. I have, I have some career capital that gives me a little bit of flex for lack of a better term. Um, I do think, cause yeah, Boston, Boston's got a pretty killer, uh, uh, guys got it demo- going on. I mean, there's a lot of really good coaches. I mean, really well-known ones, but ones that are just, that aren't really well-known, they're doing great things. And I think, um, I, th- I don't think it's, it's wise to think of your um, quote unquote competitors as competitors. You got to think of them as colleagues. Mm, that's um, a good, that's a good one right there. Like I, I, I can't tell you honestly, like, especially if there's ever a time of, to have that mindset, it's now like I've reached out, they've reached out to like, Hey, how are you doing? What are you doing? You know, how can I help or can we help each other? But even before this happened, um, I can't almost weekly, if not monthly, like there, there are other coaches within Boston that we reach out to and we ask questions and we just kind of shoot ideas to each other. Like, Hey, how are you handling this billing situation? Or what are you doing with group training? Or, um, you know, I, I really think like if everyone, if what's the saying, if everyone, if the tide rises, everyone boats rises, yeah. or, rising tide lifts all ships. So I think we, we all try to make each other better. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's, there's not going to be a shortage of people wanting good coaching, <laughs> uh, I feel. So I don't, so I don't think it's wise to think of, you know, other gyms as competitors. I like um, that. Certainly, certainly there's different business models. I mean, sometimes you don't, I think people think about it. So like, oh, they're my competitor when they, if they have a completely different business model, then they're not a competitor. Like if you're doing one-on-one training and they're doing group training, like there's no reason to be butting heads there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, um, but even if you have the same business model as somebody that I, I think you, you should be cohorts with each other, <laughs> like, you know, and, and helping each other out and figuring out, Hey, how are you? What? No, I don't, I'm not, I'm not necessarily saying you have to go in and say, Hey, what are you charging per hour? You know, and I'm going to match that, but it's just like, you know, systems, like just talking about that. And like, even like, what do you, what do you do for your assessments or how do you coach up? How do you break down a, a kettlebell swing or deadlift? Um, yeah, I guess, I guess that would be my, my approach was like thinking of them as colleagues, not competitors. I think colleagues, not a, competitors. It's, it's just a different, hashtag uh, that. Sure. Yeah, that might be a good hashtag. If that's, uh, if that's a blog article that you write, then you got to shout. I me should out. write that. Actually, now that I think about it, it could be a blog article. Yeah. Maybe I could get a guest post for you. <laughs> oh, Maybe I'll write it. it. Maybe do I'll it. write it. I'll do it. I'm more, I'm more than happy to, you know, I'm always accepting guest posts. I know. Well, that's why. And that's another reason why I asked that because like, you know, like you always, it always just seems like, and you do have a good platform. Like you said, like the career capital is like the flex sure. that allows that. But like, like you're one of those, and I first like came across your work in T nation when I was in college and yes, your writing style obviously was like very easily to digest and like follow along and enjoyable. But like, it always seemed like you, you didn't have like, like comment fights. Like there wasn't a lot of trolls in your nah. comments. There's always trolls, but like people, like you always seem like people always get along with Tony G. I'm not, and, I'm not absolutist. 
Yeah. Uh, I don't, I, cause that's, I mean, that's my own little pet peeve in the industry are, are those coaches. And we all know coaches that are this way, that it's like their way or the highway. This mm-hmm. is, this is the only way to teach a squat. This is the only way to teach a deadlift. And I just want to be like, fuck off. Yeah. Like, like, honestly, um, that's just such a narrow minded viewpoint. Uh, yeah, I did. I did. I really. I, I lose a lot of respect for coaches once they they start going down that road because it always just depends. I mean, mm-hmm. you and I both know that everything um, always. I, and I just yeah. And I I feel like I've never been an absolutist on anything other than kipping pull-ups are stupid. Um, other than that, then I'm I'm pretty good. I, I'm pretty open-minded. <laughs> <laughs> kipping pull-ups do get like a really bad rap, like in in any Tony G work, it's tough. Yeah, it's tough. just not my, not my favorite thing. It's not. Yeah. You no, know, Ben Bruno has burpees. I have kipping I'm pull-ups. Not a, yeah, so. I'm not a burpee guy either. I share that yeah. with Ben. I share that with Ben. Never, yeah. never once programmed in 12 years a burpee for someone. I've never yeah. once made someone do a burpee. No yeah. way. No, no way. There's other there's other things we could do. Well, that's the three things, Tony. I think it was pretty good. I, yeah, that, I, was ex- that was excellent. I think what I'm going to do is dub in your, your I'm Tony Genocore bitch from the first one. And maybe <laughs> I'll just it. like have, I'll like, I'll go OG DJ two scoops and uh, I'll dub it in. I'll figure that out. Yes. Um, so that's the three things, which it's funny. We ended on like, I don't, you know, the absolutist idea. That's why the three questions are candid and this sparks a good conversation. And I would hate for any question to almost like be a candid response to, or uh, anything but a candid response because that's just kind of sorry was, for my potty mouth. By no, the way. I want it. That's what it okay. is. This is, this is the explicit's <laughs> on man. Um, curse words are almost encouraged here. So now it's the speed round and this is the whole point we do this. So if you're okay. don't, if you don't, if you want some intellectual content, Tony said he's, a, like a, he's on plenty of podcasts. So you can go find someone else. Um, I hope that this is the best part of any podcast you've ever been on Tony because that's the only reason I do. Now, are these answers supposed to be like quick hitting answers, or am I Both. labeled? To, can I pontificate oh, it off? I want to. Or? Yeah, no, they can be as long as short as you'd like. Um, there's seven of them, and I mean, we're gonna get into Star Wars. Like I told okay. you uh, when we were messaging, like I just watched Rise of Skywalker. I rented it. I hadn't seen it in theaters. I was really upset with myself. I had a couple spoilers, which didn't end up actually spoiling too much. But we're yeah. gonna dive down the rabbit hole of okay. Rise of Skywalker. Because okay. I thought it was garbage, and I was I was sad. I was like watching Am I it. I was to, like, like hang angry. up right now. I don't know. Like I just I was just like like I don't. Know. Anyway, we'll get into it. Uh, um, I got. I have some thoughts. I have some thoughts. We'll talk about it because I know you're a cinema guy. So uh, mm-hmm. maybe you can talk me off the ledge. Maybe I have to watch it again after this conversation. It'll it'll happen. But um, first thing, this is my favorite question to ask people right now. I feel like you can judge people completely by this answer. Power rank your favorite like top three-ish Halloween candies? Oh, top three Halloween. I would, uh, Starburst. Okay. okay. <laughs> uh, All right. I have to go Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. Uh, and I would probably go Skittles after that. Wow. Okay. It's always interesting to see when people go chocolate versus non-chocolate. If it is chocolate, what is it? What, yeah. what's like the worst? Give me the, give me the flush more. Like what's the worst? Like you, you get it in your bag. You're like, Oh, like, I think you- like any, any kind of like, uh, like, um, like those individual like bubble gum that lasts for like five seconds. Yeah. You know, the flavor uh, that's yeah. kind of lame. Yeah. Uh, I know it's hard to say that candy is bad because I love sugar. Yeah. But it's so, interesting when you ask that question to people to see where they go. Like I like Starburst. I think I know they're very underrated candy. I think super underrated, especially um, like 
I wish they would just sell packs of one color because Ooh, yeah. I hate the orange Starburst. It's not my thing. Yeah. Orange Starburst is not my thing. Um, what about your Ben and Jerry flavors? Power rank. Give me top three. Oh man. I don't go to Ben and Jerry's that often. Uh, anything wow. mint, anything mint. Cause we have JP okay. Licks here in Boston. So oh, I go, well, I don't know what that is, but if you want to power rank JP, well, Licks JP, flavors. JP Licks is like the, the Boston ice cream okay. champion. Okay. Um, but I will say anything, anything mint. I'm, I'm, I'm game. I'll take so like it. mint, mint Oreo, mint chocolate chip. Um, uh, anything, anything of that nature, I'm game. If the if the fam ever heads up to Northern Vermont, you gotta take your guy to. I bet I've been to the Benadryl. I've been there before. Has Julian been there though. You I had the Vermonster. I had the Vermonster. You had the Vermonster. Did you? Well, eat I shared it. it. I oh, shared it. <laughs> it doesn't know. So you shared a Vermonster. You didn't yes. have. Okay, okay. So you this shared a Vermonster. This has been the summer, summer of '99. Actually, you're I due. Remember. You're due. Bring the family up here. <laughs> Julian's got to go. Go to Stowe yeah. Alpine Slide. He'll love it. Yeah. Um, and then just sign him up for University of Vermont. I'll see him in 20 years, or I don't even know how long. I mean, 17 years, or. Said, yeah. Years. No, he's three. So he's three. Okay. So like so 15 years. Yeah. Nice. Perfect. I'll be so old at that point. <laughs> so terrifying. Thing so will I. I'll be, I'm thinking oh, about how old I'll God. be when he's in college. Oh, and I'm like, oh. God. Oh. Um, what's your favorite place that you've traveled? Oh, man. Uh, I, this, see, this is a, this, this might be one where I will, I'll, I'm going to pontificate. Yeah, it's fine. Um, Talk it out. I, I, I am so incredibly lucky that I've been able to travel where I've traveled. Um, I am from middle of nowhere in New York. Uh, my hometown doesn't have a traffic light. My graduating class was 55 people. Um, not many people in my area leave the county. Uh, and I've been quite literally around the world presenting. Um, my heart always will go towards London. Uh, I, I am in love with London. My, my wife seems to think that in a past life, I, I must have lived there because I my heart fills with joy every time I, I am in that city. Um, but uh, if we take that out of the equation, because that will always be my number one. Okay. Um, uh, my wife and I, one of, I think one of, we will both say one of our favorite cities we've, we've uh, visited together uh, and had a few days in was Copenhagen. Okay. Uh, in Denmark. That was, um, that was a really, really cool city. The bike culture is just unbelievable. Like it's just, it's unbelievable how many bikes people are on and it's just a beautiful city and it's, um, you know, it, that's up there. Um, I mean, I've been to Australia twice. Uh, that, that's, that, that was lovely, but, um, those would be some, some of my highlights. Now as a notorious techno guy, sure. Shout out Tony techno Tuesday. Uh, were you able to take in any of the European house music while you're oh, in Europe? Uh, wow. I, you know, this, this is going to sound sacrilegious, but I've never been to a rave. <laughs> I don't know if you'd yeah. like it. I don't know if you'd like it. Cause I don't, I don't like staying up late. So yeah, I don't know if you'd like it. No, it's like, I'm in bed at like nine, nine thirty. So and most raves don't start to like two in the morning. Yeah. Most I, like, I will say a funny story, is. funny story about raves. Uh, when Dean Somerset and I were in uh, Slovenia, we were in Ljubljana, Slovenia, uh, teaching our, our, our workshop there. Uh, our host picked us up at our, at our Airbnb, drove us to the gym, which, which was just on the outskirts of, of Ljubljana. And, and by the way, that is, a, that is an underrated European city. That was a beautiful city to visit. Um, he warned us, he was like, hey, you know, just so you know, like there's, there's a, the building next to our gym is it, 
holds raves like they this time of year they're, they're, they they do basically all night raves we showed up at eight in the morning um and get out of the car and it's like it's awesome and like there the the windows of the of the gym we were presenting were shaking for like the first hour of the workshop because the rave awesome. was still going on and, and it ended at like 10 sign but me up. I, it was it was i i was this close to like i just want to walk in and see so um, awesome but it was yeah it was legit if i mean there's obviously like different rave settings but like i've always wanted to find like the brooklyn warehouse yeah, yeah. Um, or like like the old frankie knuckles type like like in like the midwest or chicago area like i've always thought that would be really fun but um europe it's it's and i don't want to say like amsterdam but europe is definitely i my wife and i joke like our our 10-year wedding anniversary is going to be a visa and nice. I, it's going to be sweet so yeah um, it's uh yeah i mean i mean i know berlin berlin is like one of the hubs and i which is a city i've, I've yet to visit and i want to um but yeah, I'm not, I'm never, yeah, I'm, I don't, I don't stay up late. So I'm, well, I'm with you. That's the next thing because I mean, we, there's the three things bump. So this is an international podcast. Um, you know, if you want to plug a city, a country that you've never been to, and they want I mean, to host the, me for a workshop. Yeah. The three things bump yeah, is yeah. real, man. Shout out Kevin yeah, yeah. Carr. Three <laughs> things bump is very real. If you want to, do you want to give a list of yeah, I mean, I've, places I've, you want to go? I presented in, in uh, Germany once in Bonn. Uh, Berlin is one I would love to present in. So if anyone in Berlin okay. wants to bring me over next summer or next year, then we'll put it out there. I'll put up the like, bat signal. Shoot me, shoot me a message. Yeah, I got you. <laughs> I got you. Um, Berlin, we'll make it happen. Um, it would be so amazing if someone from Berlin reached out from this podcast. That would that'd like, be awesome. make, that'd make my life. Oh, that'd be so yeah. awesome. Uh, I'll have to see some connections we got here. Um, okay. So do you want us to talk about hallway Star Wars battles now, or end with that? Because I have uh, some, I have a couple, t- you, I have a couple tips from you because you, you you brought it you brought it up. Let's do yeah, it. Yeah. So, have you ever thought about switching to like a Darth Maul lightsaber? Because you get your ass kicked like on the yeah. regular. Like I don't know. Do they? I, don't, I I'm trying to see. If that, there's got to be a toy Darth Maul lightsaber out there. There's got to be. Oh my god! Um, it has to be. Um, but like my my son has a, a Kylo Ren mask that he likes to wear. So um it's a sick find mask. A, if we could find the the ren the ren saber and the and the darth maul although those lightsabers do hook up actually they're just not oh. red they're yeah they're they're not red so technically i guess i kind of have it but but technically not because they're not no, red. it's gotta it's, be it's red green you gotta yeah. get little horns to glue on your head um <laughs> you could go all in but i gotta watch these lightsaber battles and i'm like tony you gotta like i, I mean there's one like where you guys kind of both went down at the same time so we'll give you that token victory yes. but at some yeah, point, man, you gotta you gotta just, go dad on him and let him he's know. He's just swinging away. Like yeah. I can't I can't control it. You should sign him for fencing. Maybe something. Yeah, an, it's an easy sell. It's basically we, we, we like gotta, lightsaber. Got to get him through swim class first, and then it's we can think about fair. fencing. It's very fair. It's a very fair <laughs> level level of trajectory here. Um, I just wanted to, I wanted to get that in there. Like, if you needed any tips or anything, like you know, maybe the darts, maybe the double edged lightsaber will help yeah. you. I could. I, I mean, I maybe. I actually. I'll, now that we have we have four lightsabers now, um, I could I could hook up the two and then bring it, bring in a little extra spice to the next battle. I look, I look forward to that video. <laughs> I gotta have it. I'm in. Uh, who would win in a fight, Jar Jar Binks or Stupid Finn from the recent trilogy? I would say Jar Jar because I, so I feel like good, he's yeah. got he's got he's got a little spring and athleticism to him. Super I know he's, I know he's clumsy, but 
Dude, Finn is so caught in his feels all the time. Like, yeah, so oh. I think Jar Jar. Yeah, oh. I'm, I'm down with that. Okay, that's, that's our segue into the Rise of Skywalker. Okay. Tell me a couple good things about Rise of Skywalker, and then we can talk about how – was it – was it JJ? It wasn't JJ Abrams who did the new ones, was it? Was it JJ Abrams? He did the, he did, he he did the did first Force one. Awakens and he did Rise of Skywalker. Okay, Ryan so he Johnson changed did, it. Ryan Johnson did last year. The first Jedi. one. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Interesting. So JJ Abrams did Force Awakens. They brought in Ryan Johnson, who did uh, Last Jedi, and then they brought JJ Abrams back for the for the third one. Because apparently, I think the word was that the the higher ups and whoever owns that now didn't like where ryan johnson was going disney uh, um and then brought back jj abrams which we had we had a conversation on that with, uh, with jonathan i had a conversation with this with jonathan fast where i kind of part of me feels like ryan johnson was was going to get it right because he he brought this like darker vibe which i always love um and i like i really like the idea of ray being a nobody Mm-hmm. Um, like, okay, she, it's, she's just a nobody. Like, you know, you don't have to be a, a Skywalker to be somebody in this universe. You could just be some person. Um, and then fast brought off the point. It's like then in rise of Skywalker, they, they, they pussied out. For, I know that's not a PC thing to say, but I'm, I'm going to say it. They kind of did though. I think I know where you're going. Where with it's this. like, where it's like, okay, now, uh, we're going to make Ray a Palpatine. Was, that was the spoiler which is, for me. Which, yeah, it now is, it's not technically the rise of Skywalker now. The, the whole arc now is Palpatine. Yeah. The whole arc now revolves around Palpatine. And now, she, now, now she's a Skywalker just because she says she's a Skywalker. I, like, that was the, the ending scene. I was so pissed yeah. where she's like, I'm Rey. And I'm like, just say it. You're Palpatine. Just say it. Yeah. And like, uh, maybe that could be like the trajectory going forward, how like she changes it. But she's like, Skywalker. I'm like, you're not though. You're not. Well, it's I will fun. say what I did like about the whole arc too, especially the last three with Kylo Ren. And my wife brought this up, you know, the psychologist. She, which, and she, she did make a valid point here. She's like, this, his character proves that no matter what bad you do or, you, or what avenue you go down, you can always be forgiven. Mm-hmm. And that people will always be in your corner. Because he did, you know, he, he was confused. And he went to the dark side and realized that he made a mistake. And um, so I, I, I thought that was cool. Um, the Kylo Ren yeah. storyline was really good. I thought that was but, a really uh, good storyline through the whole trilogy. Yes. But, um, but certainly, yeah, I, I thought it was kind of a, a weird move to say okay raise a nobody oh wait no she's a palpatine and then by the way how the, how did the, how did he survive and come back and um i mean i mean i have to rewatch it i'm sure they probably did say something like how he was a thing but um, he just said that he died before and then like maybe like through like the clone wars i don't know if i like needed to watch the clone wars in order to understand like what was happening but yeah. um, um they definitely need a palpatine spinoff they definitely spin-off. need a Palpatine spinoff. That would be dope. There's going to be a ton of spinoffs. I mean, especially on, you know, like, see, The Mandalorian's getting it right. The Mandalorian on Disney awesome. Plus was awesome. amazing. Awesome. Like, that was that was superb. Uh, so I hope that they continue that trend with that show. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and there's talk that there's going to be uh, an Obi-Wan spinoff, and then there's going to be a Yoda spinoff, and then there's going to, I mean, they can do whatever the heck they want. I mean, it's endless. <laughs> how could, if they did a Yoda spinoff, how hard would it be to follow like, <sighs> like the sentence structure? I kind of like, don't want it. Be it'd, be, you know, it'd be really difficult. 
The best suggestion that I've heard that I think would be a brilliant spinoff would be an R-rated Stormtrooper buddy flick. Like two Stormtroopers who are like idiots or like just are like just nim- nimrods and the, but make it like an R-rated buddy flick. And I think that would be brilliant. Like get That'd Tarantino to do that. Like, like, like that would just be... Like, that'd be that would be that'd be nice. I, Tarantino, I that, a Tarantino and a Stormtrooper. But also, I don't know if you recall. There I just was, think like, of Kill there Bill. There was an April Fool's. <laughs> there was an April Fool's joke. Um, I think in 2014 or maybe 2015, where it was where it was like someone put out this trailer called it was like the the Rage of Mall or something to that effect. You can it's easily findable. Yeah. Um, where they made it like coming soon on Netflix, and it was like. It was Darth Maul, and it was basically that like dark, like him just basically killing everyone, and like I forget if it was like the Rage of Maul or the Revenge of Maul or or something, the Rise of Maul or something. And I was like, yes, like that needs to happen. Like have like a I want something dark and like the dark side storylines are so good in all three trilogies that they almost need to play and obviously like the original they do that is the storyline with sure. like with vader and, and luke but i and they did a really good job with kylo ren but it's like they brought they had too much in this new trilogy that it was just so many different storylines and some were irrelevant and some like they could have like made just movie unique versus trying to carry it through like i just didn't understand some characters yeah. roles. and i know some people some people are like oh well you know, oh, why did they have to make Luke so whiny? And like, he's always been whiny. Yeah. Like, he's always, always been whiny. Mm-hmm. Always. Like, so that's that wasn't a revelation. Like, Mark like, Hamill. He, was, he, was, he wasn't. Well. He wasn't a badass. Like, he wasn't. He just wasn't. No. I mean, Han Solo's um, the badass. Luke is sure. kind of like the whiny. Like, why am I the person that has to carry this whole burden? Like that kind of character. And then Leia's like, this, and I loved. Like, I, in the I middle. really. I like. I loved Ray's character. I mean, she. Yeah. That was a great character. Um, I just thought it was a bit of a unfortunate that they went from Ryan Johnson's vision, which was like, okay, Ray's a nobody, but she's she's got the Force, and and now, oh wait. <laughs> Oh wait, just she's kidding. A Palpatine. Like, just kidding. Just kidding. Um, so, but uh, but in the end, um, I will never speak too much ill of the series. And I thought Rise of Skywalker was good, not great. Um, to me, it it definitely was like a, a nice send off to the to the nine movie yeah. arc. But uh, and I mean, we can always be nitpicky and stuff. Like, you're never gonna make everyone happy. I just really like liked impossible. Force Awakens. I thought Force, Force Awakens, Awakens was, I thought like, was great. It was awesome, and um, I was like, this storyline's gonna be so good. And then I was like, kind of confused with Rise of Skywalker, um, or no, Rise of Skywalker Jedi. is the last, 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 last Jedi. Jedi. Yeah. yeah, it almost feels like those titles should have been like flipped. Um, yeah, maybe, but. Like Last Jedi was like pretty good, and then I thought maybe like the last movie should have been like two. Like I know it's kind of cliche, a lot of um, storylines have done it, but like just make that two movies um, because there was like yeah, so yeah. much stuff that it yeah. was just like this is either going to be a four-hour-long movie and just rushed, or you're going to do two three-hour movies and you can kind of like end storylines or like get like more into it. Yeah. So ah, just the tribe and tribulations, man. Just yeah. the disgruntled Star Wars fan over here. Yeah. Unbelievable. I mean, and that's never going to end. So, <laughs> well, I'm excited. I thought Solo was actually like one of the 
like wasn't as bad as people were saying. Sure, sure. Um, and Rogue One, I thought was phenomenal. Rogue so, One was amazing. Yeah, just I, so I'm excited for the. So I, I'm actually, I actually would prefer more of that. Yeah, where where it was kind of like you're in the arc of Star Wars, but it's just like a side story, or it like fills the gap of like a part of the main story, and like, because mm. um, I feel like I mean, it's just anyone can. It's 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 infinite what we could do with this whole universe. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so I, I feel like, yeah, if they did more of like Rogue One type stuff, where it's like new char- characters, but with the main umbrella, um, yeah, give me more of that. I'm all for it. Love it. It's a good way to wrap up the pod, Tony. I appreciate you diving yeah, into yeah. Star Wars with me. I don't know how yeah. often you get to talk Star Wars on podcasts. Not but- often, but I'm not, but admittedly too, I'm not, you know, I am a geek on it, but there, I mean, I'm not, I'm not like, like, like nerd level geek you ever listen to binge mode by the ringer ringer podcast no but i do why i do listen to the rewatchables a lot nice cool so nice I, I love i love the rewatchable podcast yeah nice i was just gonna say if you have what do they do on that one that you're it just about? basically they just break down like they did the mandalorian uh where they like think rewatchables but for like the series and like episodes as they go is it the same good. Is it the same people some it's like yeah. characters for like the care i say character like hosts from like different ringer ringer network simmons yeah. is on I mean, some that, that, but... yeah bill simmons that whole network is great like the rewatchable podcast i listened they're awesome yeah they're so they're awesome yeah. and the ones with tarantino were like oh my god we're like yeah. next level now they now they need to get they need to bring on like david fincher or uh Catherine bigelow or something and like do like a i figured like it'd be interesting to see yeah that I mean that bring on more directors so like it was love, un- it was so to- cool yeah like the guy who's been there with the vision like you get to kind of get into his head a little bit oh so good yeah um Tony G. Still waiting for them to do Boogie Nights. I know they keep talking about it, but they're not doing it. Because like, that's my favorite movie. Wow. Oh. Yeah. Oh. And it, that Bill Simmons keeps talking about doing a, a Boogie Nights rewatch because I think that's his favorite movie as well. He'll get it um, done then. It means he's he just has, waiting have, for the right person to do just it. Just waiting. Yeah. They're yeah. just waiting. Yeah. So. Well, now that Spotify owns them, like it'll be. They'll be. Oh, they do. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Ringer sold to Spotify bad. for a, a lot. An undisclosed amount of money. <laughs> but. A yeah. decent amount. Bill Simmons with another brainchild just moving on to the next thing. But I'm assuming he's is he staying on? He or still is, he... is, yeah. But Spot, I think Spotify wanted to boost up, obviously, like podcasts and everything like that. And Bill Simmons is like, the dude just, it just has a knack for it. He's just so oh good. Oh, my God. He's, he's. I mean, he, I just listened. He did one um, by himself on Castaway. Uh, and he did a full hour of just him talking about castaway which is brilliant and it's like yeah and it, go, and it goes by like it was five minutes it's so fitting for castaway too for one person yeah. to do it yeah so it, that's what he said too he's like this is about as, <laughs> as fitting as it can be is like i'm doing it by myself and but yeah that's a yeah it's a great podcast anyone is listening it, wants a good movie podcast yeah it's, podcast. It's, it's a solid recommendation um but I mean, the three things is also a great recommendation if you want to just go download. <laughs> it is, it is. But, uh, Tony G, thank you, man. I appreciate My you coming pleasure. on. Round My two pleasure. was was did not disappoint.